0: Oh uh, well, here we are. Yep, yep, yep. You know what? It feels so good to finally uh, settle down and take a little break, you know? Almost like 30 minutes or so. <laughs> a little break in the Monster Fest is well warned it because first week was friggin' ballin'. <laughs> and then, not to mention, like, what we got coming up this second week, and, uh,. Well, hey, might as well go ahead and start this right. I know I said that this wasn't going to happen, but (laughs) expect the unexpected when you're dealing with J-Man, because welcome to the J-Man Show here on J360 Radio! Hey, how's it going, J360 Legion? What is up? This is J-Man, of course. And, yes, indeed, this is episode 273 of The J-Man Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know I gave out the announcement that there wasn't going to be a J-Man show this week, but, like I said in the cold open, expect the unexpected when dealing with J-Man. And, you know, right off the bat, uh, yeah, it feels really good to have a break in the Monster Fest. Because some of these movies that I just recently watched, man... Damn! (laughs) That's all I gotta say. Like, like, the way they had it all set up, like, there was a good premise there. And the beginning had me hooked. But somewhere along the midpoint, the overarching effect of everything just dissipated. Went away, if you will. Like, the one I just recently watched called Ring Ring was actually about telemarketers that recently lost their job. But there was a Halloween party that was happening. And it would pull them all together, but somebody was actually killing off the people involved in that whole group. and I was thinking that it was somebody who finally had enough of telemarketers and was doing the Lord's work. so you know in a way I was already rooting for the villain but or villain uh, you know quote villain. I don't know have you have you seen telemarketers? Like the things that they do and all the other stuff that they try to do to get your money or try to get any sort of way to bother you from anything. That's evil in itself. That should not even be a thing. And the fact that it's there, that, that kind of cold calling. Now now I understand why people really hate cold calling. Because that, that stuff to me is just, oh, I hate you. But you know, you can't necessarily go at them per se, right? Right. You should aim for, like, the company that employed them, right? I mean, that is somebody's job. I mean, we all need to eat. So, it's like, mmm... Mmm, I don't know. It's 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 a double-edged sword, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind if a little bit of hack and slash taking out those telemarketers for going ahead and calling you up for some, you know, random BS. I, I wouldn't mind if that was done to, done, done to death. Or, or done for glory on any of these horror movies I'm watching, but... You know what? Nah, son. It, it didn't happen like that. Premise is too good. Or premises too real. Because if anything, you saw like two telemarketers, and basically they were going into, a, um, going into a person's house to look for one of the telemarketer's phones that he lost at a bar or something like that. But little did he realize that his phone was stolen by a man who suffers from substance abuse, and he also is trying to get money so that he could bury his mom. At least I'd like to think so, because like in some of these movies nowadays, the person's motive isn't so clear. And even then, you wait until the end to see if there was a message about what exactly he was doing. The thing is, is that like you don't really get that. Yeah, it's called Ring Ring, and maybe you guys would probably get something out of it more than me. But I do know this: that the man, the man's mother's death traumatized him so much that. He started dressing up as mom, a la Norman Bates. So I was thinking that I was really getting into something interesting, but as further and further as I got to it, I realized that no, this is not interesting, and you know, it's definitely a one. But you know, to to be fair, should I really be judging this film like this or should I be looking at this this film as like, you know, this really happens true to form unlike most things, it just didn't have a proper payoff for my standard. Maybe that's a way to look at it. Different perspective, you know. Because, you know, we have to be that way now. A movie cannot just be simply good or bad. It has to be, you know what, this is a really bad movie, and at the end of the damn day, I'm not going to try to justify or defend it. Alright? There's, there's, there's a problem with that kind of language and verbiage, and I'm telling you that right now. Because you see it on all sorts of things all the time. Like when GameSpot does movie reviews. Yeah. Or like when IGN does their whole damn list throughout the year of Best Vampire Films Ever! And then you see it's vampire films that once again (laughs) everybody watched. It's not like classic stuff in there. It's not even a good mix. Or then you go on any page on Letterboxd and see a whole bunch of things. Yeah, yeah. People, uh, you know, I share the world with morons. Put it that way. But I, I just want to say this, though. I mean, like, I might not be God's gift to movie making, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, could be a little bit better on this concept here. Is the movie good, or is it bad? Or is it at least watchable? At least that's what we try to do here at J360 Productions. We try to tell you if the movie's at least watchable. And the thing about Ring Ring was, because of what that, what that whole hook was there, it got me in, because telemarketers are annoying. But yeah, so, and then like the do not call list. What a success that was. Matter of fact, because I'm on that list, they call more. Piece of fucking, yeah. don't want to, don't want to cuss too much, man. I'm on break. But yeah, this is, this is not a winner, but I will go and rewind back a little bit. Some of you guys have been paying attention to the ratings. Thank you, because there's going to be more riffs, ratings, and reviews coming up. But the thing about it is, though, remember that particular riff I did where it was the witch woman and all that kind of stuff I don't know if that movie was aware that I was watching it but you see ever since I watched that movie and that didn't have a proper payoff either or in about the midpoint all I got was a rape scene and a, attempted rape scene I should say and, and like oh we must keep the witch alive because it's in order to save your wife and even then it wasn't even cool as like the way that sounded it became Try to become a comedy in the middle of it. It was it was terrible, but I guess the movie is aware because the movies that followed it just started to really really suck. And I'm like, be no, <laughs> be on the red side of things instead of on the green side. Oh damn, boy, howdy, you know you got a free a free streaming service win, yeah, things like that. But either way, like, I'm sure there's something that's really palpable that's going to pop up after this. I mean, it couldn't get any bad as this, right? I mean, this is like, what, WWE's current writing or something, you know? Nah, nah, let's not go that far. (laughs) It's bad, but it's not, you know, annoying. Either way, it'll bounce back because usually that's what the fest does. And without my help this time, I'm sure. Now as I sit right here, I also noticed that Hocus Pocus 2 came out recently, and I see that much like Star Wars Episode 8, you guys don't know exactly how to talk about the film. Some of y'all hated it, some of y'all loved it, some of y'all are in the middle, some of y'all are still trying to confuse the living hell out of everybody else that has no intention of seeing it, and then there are those that love the original and wonder why on God's green earth is there a damn sequel to this film. Couldn't have been anything else to do, right? This is one of the last stops on Bette Miller's agent tour, right? You know what I mean? Even though I love Bette Midler, you know? (laughs) I'm just saying. It's just like, hey, she's an icon and she always will be, so don't get it twisted. Hell, all three of them are, you know? Like, for real, for real. But it's kind of like when, you know, how can I do this? It's a break in the fest, so I can go ahead and use other things. Such as, like, you know, Sex in the City. A lot of people have seen that series, and then, you know, Sex in the City movie came out, you know, and it was a good send-off. Everything was perfect. Things was tied up. Everything ended, right? But then all of a sudden, here comes Sex in the City too, because apparently nobody gave a damn or even paid attention to the first one. So, yeah, let's go ahead and renew interest in this. And then now they want to do a reboot with at least three of them. And I'm like, what? Why? It, it had its moment. It's done. You know... A lot of people reference Jurassic Park when it comes to like what um you know what Ian Malcolm said, you know, you knew you could but you didn't think that you should. And it's like one of these things where like you see these certain reboots, remakes and all this other stuff. Like, yeah, I get it, different take, but at the same time you're just banking off the name. You know, and everybody wants to talk oh By the way, let's make room for some of y'all out there. Well, you know, Jay, uh, Hollywood is creatively bankrupt. And um, what they want to do is they want to work with what's easy because it makes some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes some money. My money, your money. Jerk. Of course. I know exactly why the hell they do it. But once again, they shouldn't do it. And once again, if we all really want to put a stop to that stuff, then don't go to the damn movies, huh? Simple as that. Like, like if it's a remake about something and you know it has no interest for you, then don't go to it. You know? It's kind of like, um, nowadays, I've said this before. Sometimes you hope that a bad sequel comes along because it makes you appreciate what you had at the time. Everybody talks about, you know, I was interested. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens next. Oh, yeah, this would be great to see what goes down. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. See, the crazy part about that is... Well there is interest there, and that's good. Interest leads to cash sometimes. But the problem is is the payoff, the substance, the growth, what is there, like like all that kind of stuff. Simple as that. Like some of these movies, you know, like even the ones I watch for the fest, they um they really don't need that two hour feel. You understand what I'm saying? Like some of these movies will be could be done in like an hour or so at least, and some do. But it's like, you know, the overarching payoff is usually done around about that midpoint going into the other side of that midpoint of the film. And, like, you know, like, wrap it up. Like, sometimes I even talk about it, like, Godzilla King of the Monsters 2019 was well over two hours, right? Right? And then you see, like, Godzilla vs. Kong was at least, like, an hour or so. And that's because, like, the person who even made Godzilla vs. Kong was like, you know what? I like to wrap things up in an hour or so. And, you know, it's kind of lacking on the human element. But, you know what? You didn't come to see the human element. You wanted to see two big bastards fighting in the city. <laughs> just like me. But, yeah, you know, if you care about any of the monarch characters and stuff, well, you know, m- some of the most important ones are already dead. So it is what it is. <laughs> you guys do have with Godzilla vs. Kong 2, though, because apparently uh, there's a sequel to this. And I think it's kind of whatever at that point, because yeah, I got to see them battle, but I didn't want to see a rematch this soon, I'd rather see like a rematch like after Kong and Godzilla had a few more movies by themselves ahead of time, I mean, at least we know they're aware of each other, but hey, you know, it is what it is, a lot of us are getting tired of shared universes, I mean, it's to the point where a shared universe will eat itself, I'm not going to say that because I've been making jokes about that franchise for quite some time this season, but you know, that's what I'm saying. But you see, a lot of people, when it comes to hocus pocus, too. I'm only thinking this: What the hell were you expecting? Oh, I get it. You were thinking that every thirty-plus year sequel or so was gonna be, was gonna be interesting, like uh, Dumb and Dumber Two, or a freak of nature like Top Gun: Maverick. Look, man. Uh, the thing about Top Gun: Maverick was it came at a time when people were really tired. Of superhero films. And it also came at a time when people wanted to see something different. And they wanted to go ahead and go to the movies. Because there was no lockdown anymore. And that movie was right there. Not to mention all the nostalgia. Not to mention all the 80's love that's out here. Like the synthwave community is a good example of this. Oh wait, that's right. Synthwave is dead. I mean, it's amazing with that. By the way, we're going to talk about Jams in a little bit. So you better stay tuned on this one. Uh... Yeah, because Jams is not a synthwave show. Y'all need to get the hell over yourselves. But going back into it, though, it's like, you know what? Not every movie can be like that. Now, you would hope that they achieve and they can actually go strong. But not every movie can be like that. And since a lot of nostalgia was banked in on this film, because nostalgia is not necessarily a bad thing. I don't know why people talk about it being a bad thing. But I think Channel Awesome was a good, good indicator of why people even talk about it in negative light. The first one was great. Like, you know, like when you, you know, the first one was made in the 90s, man. Like, a lot of us were kids then. A lot of us really enjoyed magic and hocus pocus and all sorts of great entertainment and everything. Like, and not to mention Sarah Jessica Parker's breasts. Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of us men grew grew stronger that day, you know? And I was one of them. I used to rewind that tape back to that scene all the time. Her voice was great too, but it was like. <laughs> Ooh, can I come to your house too? I want to play in your garden of magic. <laughs> and indeed, you know, like she still looks great today, you know? And it's just like, yeah, 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 it totally works. But, um, and it was, it was fun because not only those three witches, it was also dealing with a lot of the characters that surrounded them, like Thackeray Banks and everything. Um, Billy Butcherson. Like, yeah. And they brought some of them characters back. I do know that. So, yeah, of course you know. You got to rope people in. That's your selling grace. Because everybody knows that. But going on again, though, I just think, uh, you know, that's why the first one was so good. It came out at the right time. And not to mention the musical numbers that was in it. Like, it was just, it was fun, you know? Which is coming back to a time that long since left them behind, you know? It's like, It works. But you see, for this, um, okay, so you got, like, similar premise. You got it dealing with, um, let's see, you got it dealing with multiple different things in a world that really left them behind. In addition to, like, you know, anybody can become a witch or something like that. In addition to, like, how the girls got their powers, which, once again, if you had to rope in, like, prequel, if you had to rope in prequel stuff, which, by the way, I mean, it, it it's got to serve the storytelling, which it did. Okay, which it did. Because in the end it's just showed that other people other girls can be witches too. And that's pretty cool. You know? But then it gets right down to everything else. If it felt tired and lame to you, or if they're just phoning it in on a few things, I mean, that's just that's just the way it is sometimes. But this is a thirty year sequel, so you really shouldn't expect too much. You're not a kid anymore. But if you're all about magic and loving that atmosphere, yeah, keep it alive. But once again, it's like when people sit there and they're like, this this is trash. This isn't enjoyable. I'm going to let everybody know about it. And then at the same time, you all should agree with me. Yeah, it's not all that good. Yeah, it's, it's like, no, stop, 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 stop. It's okay that it's not trash for, for certain people. It's okay that some people probably will use it to inspire themselves to even make movies dealing with witches and all that kind of stuff. It's okay if it's something good to them and it's not good to you. That's fine. And I always say like, you know, should this have been made or should they just kept on using the first one? And my whole thing of the and my whole line of the thing, I wouldn't have given it a sequel. It felt really good with the payoff in the first one. But the fact that this thing is here now, it's like, okay, I see it. Okay, fine. Whatever. You know what I mean? Does it hold a candle to the first one? Hell no. But I mean, at the end of the day, quite a lot of movies that have sequels don't hold a candle to the first one. You always will eventually get that Terminator 2 feel, but it's not often, you know? I mean, to this day, people still argue, like, which one is better between, um, people still argue which one's better between Back to the Future or Back to the Futures 2. People to this day still argue, like, um, also which one is better Mm, I'm trying to think of which one, which what we could do with that, because I don't want to do a Star Wars reference now, so I'm trying to skip that. You see what I'm saying? That's why there's a pause there. But like, yeah, like which one's better, Bride of Frankenstein or Frankenstein? People say this a lot. I say, if anything, why don't you just like what you like? I mean, is the movie good to you? What did you get out of it, like? What did you enjoy about it? Like, did, were you just happy to see them back on screen again? Because I know a lot of people felt that way about Ghostbusters Afterlife. And now before some of y'all be like, hey, hold on a minute. Shut up, damn it! I like that film. Okay? But you did like that part when they were back on screen again. You know you did. That was the whole point. Like, when you saw the Ecta-1 riding around. Or, like, that teaser where you saw, like, it was the Ecta-1 in a warehouse. You were happy to see that. I mean, basically, like, as soon as they lit the black candle in the second one, you know damn well you were happy. A lot of y'all were happy when you saw the book. I know you were. Because I was there with you. It was nice to see them. All three ladies that look like they haven't aged much, but, you know, I'm 30-something now. Just like quite a lot of you guys are 30-something now. But this could be something really nice for your kids, if they get the point. You know? So it's just one of those kind of things. It's whether the movie is good or bad really just depends on your opinion. Depends on exactly what you get out of it. Now, you see, the thing about it is, I can't throw too many stones at it. One, because it's a kid's movie. And another thing is, because I have my own problems, with what is on the fests right now? I mean, I was in here hoping that telemarketers would... Bleed out and all of them ouching and paid without asking me if I wanted to renew my subscription or not. That's what I wanted to see, but I see this poor, unfortunate, Caucasian man dead because he shot himself with a nail gun. After he thought his mom was talking to him because he was going from a substance high. I mean, that's tragic, man. At least with telemarketers, I could be like, yeah, take him to town, son. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> kind of like that one I saw when John Morrison was fighting against that. Well, he wasn't an undead dude, it turned out, but he was beating the living hell out of that mutant for a little bit. Holding his own. Standing in ground. Man, just to hit him with the elbow strike, boy. <laughs> See, it's almost like that where a good cheese doesn't need to... <laughs> good cheese just comes in. It's just like, mm. This movie has some saving grace. There's, uh, that's the substance I went at. Mmm, yep. Just like Utz's Popcorn. It's damn good, (laughs) but yeah, you know, it's not always about whether a movie's bad or not. But you know, Disney Plus is notorious because I think a lot of people, even in my circle, by the way, they they hate Disney Plus. (laughs) It's like because I guess because it's not necessarily Walt Disney, it's woke Disney, and then there's a narrative to sell, and then there's like, oh my god, you know, some of the people I know have like a very contentious relationship with that company. Me on the other hand, I just hope that they could just do better and just sell their product. Like, you know, never really cared about the Little Mermaid being black. Never really cared about LaFoe being gay. Never really cared about like live action Disney remakes in general. But at the same time around Christmas, I always like to see the nutcracker. Or always like to see um something enjoyable. I don't want to see you know Cinderella film where like, you know, she doesn't want to live happily ever after. She just wants to make dresses. Yeah, Amazon, I'm talking about you, you jerks. It's like you forget about selling this movie and making it a fun escape for everybody, but you got to throw all that real world stuff in there just to annoy and alienate people. And that's not fun. That's that's not what a lot of us who want to be in filmmaking or in filmmaking or in any sort of media outlet are wanting to do, unless you're really built on that principle and I can go ahead and look at a few publications, but I'm not going to give them the credit and all that kind of stuff. I'm not here to promote them. I'm here to promote other independent creators. You see what I'm saying? So, it's, it's little things like that. But, like, when it comes to Hocus Pocus too, just because you didn't like it doesn't mean you got to throw it at somebody else to say, like, Oh, this movie sexy you have a good idea what movies are good. I don't think anybody does anymore. I don't think anybody outside of TikTok memory retention has a good idea of what good movies or bad movies are anymore. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Make any sense like that, I think, once again, it's all about what you get out of it. It's like same thing. Like When I put movies on Monster Fest, they're not movies that everybody likes. Some of these are movies you don't even know about. So it's just like, yeah, you know, you take your pick and see where you go from there. But all in all, like I said, once again, I can't believe that grown-ass people are going out of their way to try really, really hard to ruin kids' movies. I mean, you, moral guardians aside, because that's their job. That's what they want to do. But, like, I'm talking about anybody who has a YouTube channel, anybody that has a media outlet and all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, you're expecting too much. Oh, and by the way, uh, I love this excuse. I went to the movie. I went into the streaming network not having an idea of what to watch. That is a bull lie right there. I, I I would have said the real word, but I'm trying to work on myself. That is a lie. You went into this movie knowing it's a sequel. Simple as that. I love it when people do this crap. That's just as bad as, hey, I didn't want to make this episode, but nah, shut up. You wanted to. You took the time to write it. You You wanted to make it. Everything is blatant, everything is real, deal with it. As you you know, as you might say. But you know, like I, I know some of you guys look at these things. Some of you guys are excited for this month anyway, just like I am. And you know, we're here to look at these things, and it's good that Disney brought on a special presentation, you know? If you can get away from what that company does. But yeah. Just take it for what it is and don't overbear on people about your opinions this movie is sex this, 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 this it <laughs> <laughs> eh, it's not my favorite, but at the same time I'm like whatever moving on to the next thing because once again, I wanted telemarketers to die damn it oh this movie's a letdown ring ring you suck. <laughs> For real, it's fresh in my head. I gotta watch something to really cleanse the palate. I wonder if they have, like, the 50-foot woman on here, because, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I had a dream one time that my missus turned into, like, the 50-foot woman. I was horrified and excited at the same time. One Because I wanted Death by Snoo Snoo. But the second thing is, you know, I actually did feel like uh, how King Kong would carry the woman. Because <laughs> she took me everywhere, boy. I was in her pocket and everything. I was having a good time. <laughs> of course, you know, you have to content with the idea that she's 50 foot and like anybody who's anybody could look up her skirt. Yeah. But anyway, like that would be a movie I would use to cleanse the palate for me because the rest of these movies right now, they, they, they weren't all that great. And I could go ahead and review them. So you're going to have to wait for the ratings tomorrow. Uh, before we get into it, though, there is no mini bite because I'm right here right now and I'm giving you a full blown J-Man episode. So let's go ahead and talk with your schedule this time. However, you are getting, in place of the J.M.A.N. show for Wednesday, you are getting a Hangouts episode. You are getting a listening party of Frightful Refrains hosted by me and Firkustine on Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. So yeah, hey, by the way, if you haven't heard Frightful Refrains, I'm going to put a link for it right here in the description box. You have got to purchase, listen, and enjoy that whole thing because that was Phenomenal! People in the Jam Fam are on there, along with other artists I haven't met. So it's a grand mix, and I'm gonna tell you, like everybody involved, you did a fantastic job on it. I got nothing but respect for you. If anything, that is going on Albums of the Week this week. Uh, also, another thing is, Jam's 54 is happening on Friday after the listening party, so that's gonna be one hell of an impact. Saturday we'll see what we can do. I've been working on the Power Play and Secret. Now, it's not secret, but it's coming back in a big way. And uh, (laughs) I don't know if it'll be on Saturday. It might be Sunday. Because, like, I got a big thing happening on Saturday this week. So lots of cool stuff happening for you all. I do kind of want to say, like, all shows are usually around 10 except for the listening party. That is at 6. So, you know, just stay tuned to see what sort of frights and creeps that we have for you all. Uh, Another thing about jams. Uh, Yeah, I've noticed something about jams. Wow, I sound like Bloomberg saying that kind of crap. What is the problem? Okay, you see, here's how this goes. All right, look, I'm trying to be, no, I'm not. I'm being the same as I always am. Don't get lazy about jams. I've noticed this. Like the, the, You guys are dropping off like flies. It can't all be the algorithm. There's got to be some apathy or something that's really eating at you guys. And I mean, if there's somebody that you need to talk to, well, I'm not it. But I want to let you guys know. Don't miss out on the opportunity for uh, jams because all of a sudden you feel a certain way. Use your classics. Use what you have. Like This is a community here. I work with you. You work with me. That's how it grows, and we can make this stuff happen. It has to be two tracks. Don't be cheap on the two tracks. Some of y'all have been sending one. I was like, "What the hell is this?" You know, it's terrible. And you see the thing about it is, it's like I'm still gonna run the show, but you know, th- those will probably be the lightest jams episodes for Monster Fest that I've ever seen because. I, I just don't see what the hell the problem is. But a lot of y'all be like, we're going through stuff in our lives, Jay. And I'm like, I get that. We all are. I mean, a lot of us are on the road to recovery. A lot of us are going through this and that. But here's the thing. When I announce a Jams episode or I show the art for the Jams episode, that's for you guys. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I've already proven my point with Jamiversary 2 and everything else. So, you know, come on. Guys, if you can put any shows to any of these other outlets around here, you can submit the jams. It's not that damn hard. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. J- J-Man, the way J-Man is, we're going to go ahead and show, uh, show show, disapproval to him, and, and, and we're going to go ahead and try to undercut him. I got like 10 different damn shows. What the hell are you talking about? And they're all just as good, if not better, than jams. So I don't want to hear that kind of nonsense. Jams is my show for you guys in the music community. It's to help tie us together. Who knows? Like You might meet your new favorite song or new favorite artist by the end of that night, or you might have somebody that you want to collaborate with and form like a special project yourself. I mean, there's a reason for that series. And there's a good reason why I didn't cancel it. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of great stuff about Jams. But at the end of the day, when you start like getting lazy and you start like not following through well you see it's not going to hurt me because i still have things to do but it's going to affect you in some way because guess what that means there's nothing good coming from that stock anymore and i don't need to invest in it there are certain people that i have thrown out of the jam fam because of their attitudes and their behaviors now you might not like me entirely but you do respect what i do and that's fine i'm not here to be liked I remember saying that a long time ago. I remember one time doing a J-Man episode. It was like somebody was trying to tell me uh, something about, like, you know, the, the way your attitude is, it could. No, it doesn't. The way my attitude is levels the play field. I know who's real about stuff, and I know who's not. I know who's going to be here tomorrow and who's going to try to stay the hell away unless they think they're that damn important to show up. And then, like, I remember talking to uh, Marco about this. Like, people are funny this way. And I'm like, yeah, but I stopped laughing years ago. There's nothing you guys do now that impresses me when it comes to human nature, when it comes to vice. I've been through that crap years ago. Remember, I could have been a monster. Anybody can be, but you know. The only difference between you and me, I got all my bull crap early. That's why I'm able to deal with y'all. So the funny, the funny thing is, yeah, you might think you slick, but you ain't. So that's just the way that goes. But like I said, the, 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 the lack of motivation for Jan's 54 was just unbelievable. And uncalled for, by the way. I was like, wow, this is, this is stupid. But like I said before, I called out the algorithms about this a few episodes ago. So do not make any sense, guys. There should be a better connection now than ever because this is the third season. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not like I'm starting out. But hey, we shall see what happens as we grow on this. Because I still got a whole damn month. My birth month, by the way. And the missus, too. Wow, shoot. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't got to wait till December to be broke. October will do it for me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's where we are. Tribe needs to be a little bit better. But other than that, though, um, I'm very excited to see how the rest of the fest goes. We have a lot of films. We have a lot of movies, a lot of content to throw your way. I'm sure some of you have been paying attention to the Twitch and the YouTube and saw, like, little hints of that um, Monster Mix. You have not seen the finished version yet. It's a-coming. I just had to test all this stuff out to see if it would work. <laughs> Woo! We're going hit to you, hit you quick uh so you're just gonna have to pay attention to see what's next but until then though you guys have been great i mean like i respect a lot of y'all in the audience the j360 legion has just been phenomenal and supportive so hey kudos and respects to all of you guys you know so that means i guess i'll be doing these series for at least more years of my life painstakingly so ah it's all good it's a labor of love But until then, though, this is J-Man signing off. You guys got your schedules, so take it easy, all right? Peace.